Hey, welcome to another episode of Off the Pulpit. Uh, I'm Adam Ganey. And I'm Grace. We're the pastors of Freedom Centre in New Zealand. We hope that this podcast empowers you, enriches you, and draws you closer to Jesus. Hey guys, welcome to episode five of Off the Pulpit. Numero, numero cinque. 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 Turkish is bir, iki, uch, otsus, bir. Okay, bir or bir. cinque or rima. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> episode five of Off the Pulpit. And uh, we are going to be talking about grief. Yes. Uh, disappointment, how to lead through it, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So do you want to open up for us, honey? Well, I want you to open up, actually. Okay. I want to Throw kick the ball off, back here. We want the distinction to be made early on in this podcast of what are we talking about when we talk about our soul? Mm. So what's our soul? What's mm. our spirit? What's our flesh? Can you um, kind of explain that? Uh, not a very easy question to no. answer, but the Bible is full of scriptures that talk about us being made of three parts, mm. spirit, soul, and body. Yes. Uh, your spirit before you're born again is dead. According to the Bible, it's yep. unregenerate. When you get saved, your spirit comes alive and the Holy Spirit actually comes and lives within your spirit. Mm. Your soul um, is your mind, will, and your emotions. So uh, also known as the heart, not yep. physical heart, heart. Um, yep. So your mind, how you think, your imagination sits there in the soul realm. So is it safe to say within scripture the word heart and soul are fairly interchangeable? Fairly interchangeable. Oh, okay, that yeah, not all lot. the time but just yep. depends on the um, on the translation. I think that will help people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then your body is your bold day. Yeah, your, your flesh. Your tush, your okay. flesh. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, so yeah. And so Jesus actually <laughs> wants us to serve him with and love him with yes. our mind, body, soul, strength. Everything. With everything, like yep. every part of us. And actually when we say even the word saved, mm. um, we have been saved. So our spirit has been completely saved. You've yep. been made perfect in Christ holy and righteous within your spirit. Your soul is currently being saved. And when Jesus returns for the thousand-year millennial reign, he will actually save and redeem our bodies. And then we will be completely (laughs) saved. So I am saved. I am being saved. Um, You need saving from this choking that you're doing in the background. (laughs) And I will be saved. Uh, So all of those things are happening. So, you know, Mm. Jesus talks about the word of God living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Yes. And I think the fact that it's dividing soul and spirit is a Mm. clear distinction that they're two different things, right? So I guess I just want to share a little bit of my story. And grief has been a part of our story in quite a big way in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So we're going to share about that today and I just want to say um, you know kind of off the bat that maybe you're going through a hard time right now and not necessarily grief in the sense of how we always think of it which is losing a loved one or losing something grief can come into our life in lots of different ways so my experience with grief is that I was in a season of my life here in New Zealand where I was kind of doing this really difficult um, kind of war between knowing that I you know, I've got Jesus and therefore I should be an overcomer. And every, you know, you just got to give it to Jesus and everything in my life should actually not be, it can't be too hard because I've got the Lord. But I just still had this real difficulty in my heart that I just was struggling with. And so part of that was really being homesick. It was, you know, we'd had friends who lived here with us and did ministry with us and they went home to Melbourne where they were from and, 
you know, I was trying to view that season as like, I'm not going to be sad that they've gone back because they needed to go back and that was the Lord. I'm going to cherish what we had when they were here. Um, But my heart ached because Mm. of the situation that I found myself in. So we ended up kind of like through a, I won't go into the whole story, but I ended up um, having a prophetic word from um, a close person to us, Pastor Luca Robertson. And he came into he came to our church for the first time, visited us and gave us a word. And at the end of the word, he said to me, we're with you in your grief. Now, I thought to myself, why did he say that? I don't have grief. Like our friends who'd lived here with us um, in the previous season had lost a baby. They'd had a stillborn baby. So we journeyed that together. So I immediately thought, I don't have grief. They have grief. They know grief. They lost their baby. I don't have grief. But when he said that, something it did something to my spirit and it was almost as though it unraveled a part of my heart that I'd had locked up for a long time. Mm. So from the night that he said that to us, I cried every day for three weeks. You sure did. I couldn't stop crying. You it was sure like, did. Yes, I did. <laughs> it was like this grief erupted out of me. And so kind of through that journey, I was able to identify there were lots of things in my life that I had lost. So I had lost, you know, I had lost friends. I had, you know, you, you, I think if you've grown up in the church and there's been people in your life and then they're not in your life, that's a loss. There'd been all these different situations that had happened in my world that had caused loss and also the loss of the the season that I believed I was going to have of having my babies with my mum, with my sister, you know, this picture of, you know, how I would raise my kids, I didn't get to have. And so that was a loss in my world. So Basically, it came to this point where I realized all of these circumstances have caused me to be someone who's carrying grief. Now, that's not because people died. It's just because of the circumstances that I was in. Now, I would like to challenge you if maybe you've just, you know, I think sometimes we're like, pray this thing off me and it'll go away. But that's not how our souls sometimes work. And often when you're carrying grief in your soul, you need to allow your your heart and your soul to grieve. You need to allow your heart and your soul to process some of the hurt and some of the emotion and that you're carrying. And that's not unspiritual. Exactly. So there is this, there has been this, you know, in, in my mind, there was just this challenge of like, well, why are you still upset about this? You've got Jesus. Why are you still homesick? You've got Jesus. Everything should go away. But it doesn't. So I just want to kind of have a little bit of a conversation about this today because I think so many people are in a place where they're carrying heart issues that they are not only not dealing with but almost not licensed to deal with because we have this false idea that I can just pray for it and it will go away. But there are actually some of the things that we battle in our life that it's you can't just pray it off. You pray it off and then you have a process of working through the lies that I'm believing that mm-hmm. have landed me in this situation, yep. the disappointments and the hurt that I've experienced in my life that, have, that are making me feel this way. Mm-hmm. And there's a process of acknowledging some of that hurt, acknowledging some of that disappointment to be able to release ourselves from that pain and then move on. But often we don't want to do that process because we feel that it's weak or we feel that it's unimportant or we feel that we're not being victorious by having to do that. So I stayed in this place of pretty much feeling sorry for myself and swinging between I'm called to New Zealand and serving Jesus here and then swinging back to I miss my family and I'll never stop missing them and how do I live without them without living in pain? Um, But the Lord really showed me that once I was able to let my heart grieve and heal some of the disappointments that I'd had, that actual pain that I'd carried for a long time just went away. And I was able to, to better step into what God's called me to be because my heart wasn't filled with grief and loss and hurt and disappointment. And yes, I cried for a really long time to allow all of that stuff to be processed. But I think that we need to license ourselves 
to have human heart emotions because emotions are not bad and emotions don't make you not spiritual. It's actually just a human thing that we sometimes yeah. need to do. So why don't you share a bit, babe, about your own process? You know, there's been mm. quite a lot of grief in our world in the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I think first off just realising that the second thing that Jesus said when he announced what he's here to do, mm. he said, I've come to preach the the good news to the poor. Yeah. And to heal the brokenhearted. He's very interested in the heart issues of yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and so there is a there is a balance there mm. um, where we have to believe that there is freedom. Jesus can heal our broken hearts, but mm. only where we allow him to. So if I'm holding on to unforgiveness, I don't know what it's like to walk uh, in any kind of freedom because this thing in my heart is mm. actually become the thing that I've been hiding behind for so long. Yeah. And then someone comes along with the idea that Jesus can heal me of it. Well, I'm scared because I don't know what life would look like without this pain. Yeah. And so he's come to heal our pain. He's come to allow us to deal with the issues inside of our hearts so that we can be healthier people mm. and connect with him on a deeper le deeper level because it's spirit to spirit fellowship with the Lord. Yeah. And if I'm messed up in my soul and in mm. my spirit, then I'm never going to be able to enter into those deep places of intimacy with him. Yeah. So, so you're asking me about grief. So um, for those of you that don't know, I am the um, only child from my mum and dad. My mum remarried and had three kids. So I have two sisters and a brother. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my sister, Mia, actually passed away in the, at the end of 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, from leukemia. So she was 23 years old, um, got the diagnosis in the middle of COVID. Yeah. I was obviously living here in New Zealand. She was living in Melbourne and um, I got the she got the diagnosis and um, walked this journey, this crazy journey of, mm. you know, and if anybody has either had cancer or uh, has walked with somebody going through that terrible, terrible demonic disease. Mm. You know the ups and downs. One week it's like there's good news. The next week it's bad news. Yeah. The next week it's good news. The next week it's bad news. And progressively, to cut a very long story short, she ended up uh, passing away in November 2021. Now, I was stuck over here. I got to go and visit her once um, in the middle of the two lockdowns. So for me, there's a little bit of like anger there really mm. against the government restrictions because my sister and so many people have stories like oh, this so of, of moments that they just can't get back because yeah. of the government restrictions around COVID that we mm. knew to be absolute rubbish now. Sorry to go there, but I'm going to go there. Mm. And so I got, and many people got moments like that ripped from them that you're never going to get back. Yeah. I didn't get to go to the funeral. Uh, I was at the funeral over Zoom and Zoom kept cutting out. I mean, mm. this just like just horrific to yeah. not be able to grieve properly. Um, and so for me, um, from that point onwards until her one year anniversary of her dying, which was November 2022, mm. um, it was quite surreal for me. Um, I obviously was grieving, but also at the same time had not had the physical markers like going to a funeral, like yeah. going to the grave, like crying with family because – my family's all in Melbourne, mm. um, that was taken away. So yeah. so here I am uh, kind of feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm healing up, but actually I haven't even began yeah. to deal with it. 
And so I knew I had to go to the grave. And once the borders opened up, we went there on the one year um, anniversary last year. And I remember going to the grave and just, you know, breaking open Mm. and the Lord really healing my heart and me really going to that grave and wrestling with the Lord. Mm. Um, and having that moment, though, that physical marker mm. to be able to grieve properly. Um, and, and you know, it's still obviously a hard thing when you lose a loved one. It's not like you ever just go completely feelingless or numb. numb. That's not the goal. Mm. It's how do I navigate this grief? Um, and I think for us, for me as the pastor of a church, how do I do this and still lead a growing congregation, how do I still have faith and vision? How do I still believe for other people's healing? How do I still fight in the spirit, keep my prayer life alive? Mm-hmm. How, do I, how do I continue to lead with vision like God has called me to lead mm-hmm. um, and also grieve and not pretend like yeah. everything's okay? Like how much do you let your church know that you're going through versus – you know, just kind of getting on with it. And yeah. my tendency is to just like, let's go. Tough just, just t- you know, toughen up, get yeah. a cup of concrete and just mm-hmm. get on with it, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and so for me, the learning curve was letting myself grieve, mm. letting myself feel because my natural, th- you know, default setting is to just go. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy either. Yeah. So there's a balance of being able to continue to go and continue to lead but then also being able to sit in the right moments with the right people and let them know, hey, this is what we're going through. Yeah. And funny, some people were super gracious in that period and others were just ruthless. Like yeah. you just think, do you not know that this is yeah. what I'm going through? You know. And yeah. as the pastor, you walk people through so much of what their grief is yeah. and, and you know, uh, you get a yeah, mixed bag. The majority of the people were amazing but some were absolutely not. And, um, but the, the, the point is, how do you lead Mm. through grief? How do you, how do you do that as a follower of Jesus? Even if you're not in any kind of leadership, how do you balance the tension of, well, I know Jesus can heal my broken heart, but these feelings that I have are very, very real. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely something that we've had to walk through. Um, and I know a lot of people listening have had to walk through it and probably mm. are walking through it right now. And life's full of ups and downs. You're going to have grief moments. You're going to have trauma. You're going to have all kinds of stuff. So yeah. we, we just want to make sure that um, we're, we're listening to the Holy Spirit. And when he nudges us, we're allowing him to speak to our hearts. Mm. We've got people that we can be open and raw and honest about. And I think for us, that's really the two of us. You know, mm. uh, um, you know we lean on each other a lot, which is great. Um, you my boo. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I think I, I think we've got to be okay with it. Like I had to learn to be okay with it. Yeah. Right? And some of us need to learn that you can grieve and still move on. Yeah. Some of us are the opposite end of the, you know, you, your whole world falls apart and I can't leave my home and yeah, I can't yeah. do nothing for Jesus anymore. And you let grief take over your life yeah. um, in whatever shape or form it is and it paralyzes you fear yeah. comes in trauma comes in then you've got years of your life that you're ineffective for jesus yeah and the devil's got you right where he wants yeah so um i think for me i had to slow down but for others i think you maybe you need a gentle nudge to say hey allow the lord to deal with you but also don't become frozen in yeah. your in your service to jesus yeah and i think that stopping what we were doing wasn't a luxury that we had 
You know, there was no way nope. not to lead through grief because we didn't have any other options. We didn't have anyone we could replace ourselves with. Like we didn't even go there mentally because there was no option of, hey, let's take a step back. Let's – we just didn't have that. And I think for me it was a really challenging – like for I think for sure if we take a zoom out of the last 10 years – 2022 was the hardest year for us yep. and and the biggest year of growth we've ever had. All at the same so time. So we were constantly saying to ourselves all through that year, we're having the highest highs we have ever had and the lowest lows <laughs> because we were having – like, you know, just the church was growing so much. The Lord was – he's just doing so much. But at the same time, the heaviest grief, the hardest days, the moments mm. where it was just like, listen – I'm taking a step back today and I'm not doing this. And so, and for me, I had to do a lot of picking up and a lot of carrying and a lot of, yep. and I think it's just the, people always look at, you know, we, we talk about churches and hurt and we always look at how leaders hurt people, but leaders are people too. And so it was us going through that season, not carrying disappointment for what people didn't do for us or how we didn't mm, feel supported mm, mm. and actually just letting the Lord minister to us because we can't expect, as yep. soon as you've got expectations, there's a high likelihood they're not going to be met. Yep, and that's where disappointment sets in. Exactly. So we really had to like lean into Jesus in that time. Mm. And I think for us, I think for me, a hard part too was walking our children through grieving, losing their auntie mm. without family for them, without people for them, yep. you know, and just like, Lord, you got to help us here. And he did. He so did and he's so gracious. Mm. But I just want to – I feel like it needs to be said that being in a season where you're dealing with something doesn't disqualify you from being used in the kingdom yep. of God. Great. Like there were definitely Sundays where we were rolling in off the back of a really hard week, off yep. the back of like, Lord, you have got to turn up today. We do not know how this is going to go. <laughs> it is not in our humanness that we're doing this today because our humanness was falling apart if we're yeah. honest. You know, yeah, yeah. like – it's just really leaning on Jesus and knowing that he is actually there to minister to the people mm -hmm. and he will bypass your issue to minister to them because he's good and because yeah, he cares and he about them. them. Yeah. And I think the thing too that I want to share is that often we're dealing with um, the fruit of pain in our lives. So if we don't deal with the pain that sets into our heart, we end up looking to things like, you know, for me, I had an eating disorder my whole life. The eating disorder wasn't the problem. The pain I carried was the problem. Mm. And until I could recognize there is deep pain inside of me, deep disappointment and hurt that is causing me to continue turning to something that isn't good for me, I had to deal with my heart. You know, pornography, yep. even like addiction to food, addict, like all these addictions and problems people mm -hmm. have, mm -hmm. drugs and alcohol abuse, all this stuff, yep. it's actually pain. That is at the source of Absolutely. your problem. And so we, but we spend a lot of time worrying about fruit when actually we need to get to the root of it. So often that's the heart process that we're in. So I think we want to talk, we wanted to talk about grief, not as just grief of losing someone, but pain in your heart. That's mm. grief. That's mm. often the pain that, that we need to work through in order to overcome what's going on and move into the next season that God has for us. Yeah, yeah. But often for we're. Off. Did you say for us? <laughs> Stop. For us. I think often we just we tread water because we aren't doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Work. And so we've we've speak. implemented a tool, really it is a, is a tool called Freedom Prayer. Yes. Um it's great that it's called Freedom Prayer with Freedom Center. It but you know, up. Freedom Prayer, which is a yeah. really it's Holy Spirit steroid counseling. Mm. Um where you spend an hour and a half, sometimes two hours with someone. Mm. Um we have a team of people that do this and really deal with the issues of the heart. Yeah. 
in the area. Of, yep. Yeah, we get all of our leaders to walk yep. through Freedom Prep because yep. it, it's like a it's like a waff. Yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's like so a good. service on your heart. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you make sure that you deal with the stuff that you're carrying inside of your heart that eventually leaks. Mm. It leaks and it just leaks everywhere and it affects yep. everybody around you. Yep. So it's very, very important to do that. Yeah. And um, and to have some, some area of your life where you can actually go to the Lord and say, this is what I'm dealing with. Help me overcome it. Repent of any um, agreements that you've made, any lies that you've believed. Ask for forgiveness from the Lord and mm. actually release people, release yeah. your right to be right and move on into the freedom that he paid for. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe I'll just pray for the listeners. Great. Okay. Lord, I just thank you, God, for every person who's listening to this podcast right now, wherever they find themselves. And Lord, we just ask, Lord, that even where they are right now, that you would just highlight to them if they're carrying pain or grief in their hearts. Lord, maybe there's been hard seasons, disappointments, rejection, Lord, whatever it is that is um, going on inside of them, we just ask Holy Spirit that you would convict them even now and reveal to them the heart journey that you want to take them on to bring them into a a greater measure of freedom and a greater measure of healing. So Lord, we just honor you and we thank you that you care about the details, that Mm. you care about what's happening Mm. on the inside of us and that Lord, you would do a mighty work in each one, that you would draw us closer to you into a greater place of knowing you and intimacy with you, Lord. We just thank you and we pray you bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast. See you next week. See you later.